All right. Um, this has kind of been a half of a mission emphasis month for us. Uh, and we had uh, Jesse Kroll last week. And this week we have um, somebody who's not necessarily currently in the mission field, but preparing to go into the mission field. And so uh, Jessica Limler is here, and she uh, used to attend Maple Grove um, a while ago now uh, when she was at school at IU. And uh, in grad school, she was work, uh, was part of the Navigators on IU's campus, and it's a great organization. And uh, so I'm going to let her tell you what she's going to do. And so if you would welcome Jessica Limler. Good morning, everyone. Uh, so thank you so much for the opportunity to share about what God has put in my heart and the plans that I have that I hope are also his for me. Um, so I have some slides, maybe. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, so this was the view on my way to work when I was working in Hiroshima, Japan. Um, I had about a mile walk down to the train station, and I got to see the sunrise on a lot of those mornings. So, um, My story starts, like so many, with growing closer to God. So I was born in a Christian home and asked Jesus to be my Savior before I started elementary school. Um, but I feel like God really used my time at IU and my time here at Maple Grove to grow me closer to him, to teach me so much about him and his body, the church. Um, and I'm very grateful for that and grateful that I was able to be baptized here as well. Um, God planted a lot of seeds in me. And starting in the time that I started college, I started becoming more interested in Japan and was particularly intrigued by media like anime, manga, and dramas. Uh, while I was at IU, I was in the Navigators. And at first, my leaders were Brian and Candace Redman. And then in my last year, it was Brian and Lexi Buffington. And both of them had connections with Japan as well. And through those connections, we had some visitors that came from Navigators campuses in Japan for just short trips. But I got to meet some students that way. Um, so just God continued growing that interest. And I ended up taking two semesters of Japanese my senior year. But I never thought I'd actually use it until student teaching, which I did half in Carmel, Indiana, and half in Hiroshima, Japan. And I was able to live with eight host families in eight weeks, which was crazy. Uh, but I feel like God really showed me a wide variety of families in Hiroshima, um, the ways that the families operated, how parents and kids lived together. Um, a few families had connections to Christianity, but not very many. There was uh, one grandma who was Christian, one aunt who was Christian um, in different families, and that was really their only connection points. Um, so just starting some conversations with them while I was there, and then a lot of those relationships have continued. Um, that was in the fall of 2013. And so just being able to continue talking with them has been really sweet. Um, while I was doing that student teaching, I applied for the JET program, which is a teaching program that you do um, kind of on a year-by-year -year contract. And I went back and did that for three years. So I was in Hiroshima again from 2014 until 2017. And during that time, I attended a bilingual church that was a church plant between the Pioneers group that was in Hiroshima and the Hiroshima Evangelical Free Church. There are three chapels that are mostly Japanese attendees that are there. And while I was with Pioneers and at that bilingual chapel, 
I was able to see how the Pioneers team there was working and their passion for seeing more people in Hiroshima come to Christ. And God really showed me ways that he had gifted me that really worked with ministry there. So I was able to serve on the worship team, able to serve in hospitality, women's ministry, and student ministry, especially through English outreach. Um, and those are just things that I love doing and ways that are really great for building relationships in Japan. Um, so it's an oversimplification, but kind of in my journey as God called me. When I was in elementary school, I was involved in Countdown Club. And at that time, we heard a lot of stories about missionaries and especially missionary kids. And I was like, oh, that's great that somebody does that. That's like really cool. And then, especially through Navigators and Campus Ministry, I kind of came to think, I'm so glad that there are people who are on fire for God who are doing this. Bless them. Which eventually, throughout my time at college, turned into, I'm willing, but please don't send me. <laughs> and then, after two years of living in Japan, God's call finally broke through, and I said, yes, God, here I am. I still feel really unqualified, but please send me, and please send me back here to Japan. And so when I returned in 2017, it was with the goal of building a relationship with a church to be my sending church. And so my sending church is Crossroads in Plymouth, Indiana. Um, and I joined Pioneers officially in 2019. And since then, I've been working through their pre-departure qualifications and requirements. Um, and the goal is to depart in late September of this year, um, Lord willing. The story of Japan, um, they are deeply steeped in their culture and traditions, and a lot of that comes from their religious background. The native religion of Japan is called Shinto, and um, several, several hundred years ago, Buddhism also came over from mainland Asia. And when it did that, the people of Japan really kind of combined the Shinto and Buddhist beliefs. And so for them, it's no problem. It's like, ah, Shinto, ah, Buddhism, ah, Confucianism. Oh, that looks really cool in Christianity. We'll take that one, just that one. Um, and so that's how you end up with numbers, like 69.8% of Japanese people claim to be Buddhist, 70.4% of Japanese people claim to be Shinto, and 68.6% .6 of Japanese people do not follow any religion. That's a lot more than 100. <laughs> So one of the big challenges for missionaries in Japan is to really communicate that when you choose Jesus, you're choosing Jesus, and you leave behind all of that, and you choose only Jesus as the only way. Um, and so that can be really difficult for Japanese people. It's a big, big, big step for them that sometimes means leaving behind their families. Um, so they take it very seriously, as do we all. So, but part of the weight that the Japanese people bear is that the religions that they believe in and the society that they've built is really based on duty and works. Um, it's all about what you do, doing it at the right time, in the right manner, with the proper attitude, um, standing up straight enough, bowing at the right degree. Um, so there's a lot of heaviness from that. There's a saying in Japanese, deru kugi wa utareru, which means the nail that sticks out gets hammered down. So the Japanese society is pretty cooperative, and there's a lot of reading the air, they say, looking around you, seeing what other people are doing, and trying your best to go along with that. Um, and so that can be really exhausting for people. And there's also really long work weeks. Um, like 17% of people said they worked 50-hour weeks or more, and a lot of those are unpaid overtime hours. So there's also a lot of unofficial 
after work activities um, required drinking parties are one, which is kind of crazy. Uh, but all of that leads to a lot of exhaustion and hopelessness. And the Japanese religions don't give any hope because only Jesus gives hope. And so um, that is one of the goals that we as pioneers have is to go to Japan and teach them that all they need is Jesus and that he is enough. He is um, the prince of peace and he can take away their heavy burdens and give them an easy yoke instead. Um, so the gospel speaks hope and light into the pain and exhaustion and striving. And each person can be intimately seen and known and heard by God. And that's my hope for my Japanese friends and Japanese people that I don't yet know. So why pioneers? Um, pioneers focuses on unreached people groups. So people groups that have 3% or less of the population is Christian. And so when you have that few, there aren't really enough people in that people group to be able to reach the people around them. You know? So if we look at the population of Japan, it's a little less than 124 million. So that would be like the populations of California, Texas, Florida, New York, and Pennsylvania altogether. And the population of Christians is a little over two and a half million. So that would be like the Chicago city proper. No suburbs, just the city. So that's a big responsibility for the few people that are there who are Christian. So that's where Pioneers hopes to go in, I hope to go in, and um, teach people about Jesus, but also teach people how to reach those around them for Christ. Um, so what exactly will I be doing? I'll be in Fukuoka for the first two years, a different city than I've lived in before, and I'll be focusing on language and culture learning so that I can really understand how to meet people where they are and um, speak to them well and communicate Jesus clearly um, and in a loving way. So um, kind of crossing that divide between where they are now and, and where Jesus is reaching out to them. So I really hope to be able to build strong relationships, to continue to build relationships with the people I already know, but also new ones. Um, and of course, communicating the gospel clearly and well um, to the people around me. And um, I definitely can't do that alone. Of course, I need God. I can't do anything without him. Um, but I also need partners. And I need partners in prayer, um, partners to go with me and to go to all the places of the world, and also um, financial partners as well. So in college and since then especially, I've really realized the importance of having a prayer team on my side. There have been so many things that have happened that cannot be explained apart from God. And I'm so grateful for all of the people who have been praying for me um, and just the powerful work that God has done. Um, in terms of going, have you ever heard even a faint call to go to another country, to a specific person, to the other side of Bloomington? Um, if you have, I just ask that you would continue to pray about it and do something about it. Um, short term, long term, who knows? Only God. Uh, and then forgiving, the last big thing that's on my list before I'm able to leave the country and head to Japan is raising monthly and one-time support. So I do ask that you would prayerfully consider if you'd be able to support me or support another missionary that you know who needs to go um, and needs help doing it. 
So uh, if you are interested in any of those, praying or going or giving, uh, I have some prayer cards and some information about giving out on one of the tables to the right of the exit out there. Um, and I'd love to talk with you as well about Japan or about praying or going or giving. Um, so thank you so much for listening. Um, and in conclusion, I just wanted to share Romans 10, 13 through 17. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed what he has heard from us? So faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. Thank you.